Hello, and welcome to Enough Wicker, a podcast where we wonder why your face was pressed up against the crack as we discuss the greatest television show of all time, The Golden Girls. I'm Lauren. And I'm Sarah. And today we are on the 71st episode in the series, And Ma Makes Three. Oh, yes. This one is... Uh, I, I I like this one because I, I like it and I don't, only because Dorothy gets a date and then... It just goes to hell for like the stupidest reason. Yeah, not the stupidest reason. It is. It is actually an interesting emotional struggle and sort of like a not philosophical question, but sort of like you know, I I have my life to live. Yeah, and, and what you need to do for your family. It's what an you, existential question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of guilt involved, but I also just think so. On one hand, I, I'm like, oh, it's good. It like brings up good questions. On the other hand, it's sort of just like. He just peters out for, like, no reason. Yeah, I know. It's like, you can just call him, like, once she went to Cancun, whatever. I mean, it's funny. He says, I'll call you in a couple weeks. I understand from his perspective that it's frustrating. I think he's very justified in, yes. in all of it. Um, yes, absolutely. And he has been more than reasonable, as, yes. as Blanche says. But, uh, but yeah, so it's, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's one I kind of forget about, but... I do enjoy it. Yeah, my first, so actually my very first note is that I got Hulu Premium for this oh one. Oh my gosh, so, finally! Don't worry. I, I, also, I do want to say that there was some confusion, because like it's included with Spotify. I don't know. Don't worry. I'm doing great. No more ads. Um, <laughs> my second note, which I just really want to say, is that I remember liking this one, but also finding it sad, yeah. which is exactly what you're saying. It's, it's like, there's no good answer and also, I'm somebody who's extremely avoidant of confrontation. And so I feel like there is uh, an argument to be like, just have the conversation. Yeah. But honestly, I have found myself many times in a situation where, like, honestly, it's better for me to just suffer than have the conversation. And, like, <laughs> I know some people feel like that's crazy or, you know, like, like they can't me? understand. It. Yeah, like, <laughs> so illogical. And I recognize it is. It's a longer term. But for me, it's like, if you ask me what I will feel feel better and like I would experience less stress and just like have an easier time with yeah it's avoiding it and just dealing with but do you think even even after you have the conversation it doesn't sort of relieve things and you're like still agonizing me to get there honestly (laughs) yeah it's like I'd rather just well I think it's silence I think it's interesting though because it's not yeah it's like suffering in silence but <laughs> from what you're saying, it sounds like even if there wasn't like the emotions of Sophia involved, you would still avoid the confrontation. Though. Well, I don't know. I mean, the emotions are the the biggest part of it, and right. it's like that's what trips you up. Yeah, it's like, do you even want to have this uncomfortable conversation? Where also, like, to be honest, I don't feel like there's a, a way Dorothy can come out of that conversation feeling great because. In my head, she's still going to have guilt every time she goes out and Sophia doesn't. Right. And so, like, you're not going to fix the real problem, which yeah. is the guilt. Right. So, like, you have this conversation. Maybe you eventually get over it. And I do think, as, like, a logical person, it is better to have the conversation, to have it all out there. But until Sophia has another social thing going on, yeah. I don't think the guilt is going to go away. And so, like, for me, I would just rather, like not be guilty. <laughs> Just yeah. something I talked to my therapist about probably. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad we're not a therapy podcast. Yeah. So like, hey callers, call in now and talk it's about Lauren's problems. <laughs> <laughs> but actually until just now, I I didn't really think about the fact that the B story is clearly occupying Rose and Blanche's time right. a lot. Because normally <laughs> if I were in Dorothy's situation, yeah. 
I would say, mom, I feel so bad about your friends either, you know, moving away or being dead or being thinking they're pinky lady. <laughs> and I, I want to spend so as much, much time with you as possible. However, I've got the hots for this guy. And I think I really, you're always yelling at me to get a date. And I think I need to do that. Can you spend some time with Blanche doing this? Can you spend some time with Rose doing this? Right. And then I'll hang out with you. Because it's like, you're not going to first of all what are you doing you know like yeah. you, you got you're just gonna have to go out on alternate dates and, and yeah. times it's like every single time seems excessive and yes it's played to the point for comedy but it just it always frustrates me because like you know like he raymond's a good guy yeah like, and it's like he's just he, he's a nice guy he's more than reasonable they do like fun activities together yeah. like i love the pickup story yeah where she's like you know she's like he asked me if i could recommend a good coffee <laughs> and i threw myself under his right. shopping cart oh my god like just as a relevant story it's like i remember being like in my mid-20s and my roommate and i being frustrated like dorothy that we just could not find any sort of eligible man to date, anybody worthy of dating. So we challenged ourselves to to be the ones to be like more forward and go out and meet people. And it was we we hilariously called it thirty guys in thirty days. Wow! But it was it wasn't dates or sleeping with thirty guys in thirty days. We're not Blanche for guys, <laughs> but um, but it was just you had to have a meaningful exchange. Wow. It, it's almost like a it was like a Bechdel test, but like in a different way. We had to learn each other's names. Uh, with a dude it didn't matter if after you had a conversation with him he was like coupled or not straight or whatever it is it didn't matter at all it's just like you had to have some sort of conversation but of course what resulted from this was like a lot of like direct contact which of course like resulted in dates yeah and it was really funny because I remember one guy hilariously from Long Island didn't know that when I approached him mm. um this was in Portland Oregon strike one I know right <laughs> oh man I can no go offense. on about it but well we won't that's another that's another <laughs> podcast but I remember him telling me, like, after the fact that after I basically, like, picked him up in the bar, he, like, said to his friend, he's like, I think I just got picked up. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and that's exactly what flashed through my mind of, like, Raymond's just like, I'm I'm new here and I'm just trying to buy coffee. Yeah. And then he goes home and tells his buddy, like, yeah, I think some, some lady just picked me up at the supermarket. <laughs> it was sweet, you know. I also would bet that a grocery store frequented by senior citizens in Miami is like a hot, like, <laughs> oh, yeah. you know, like I feel like it, there's obviously, I think the apps have really, um, what's the word? The apps have just made it so different, you know, cause oh, like yeah. you can strike up a conversation with anyone and of course. it's just like such a sort of like low stakes thing. But yeah, the, even the idea of like meeting people in bars as like the only way you meet people, I feel like is, so foreign from where we are now yeah every place was a pickup spot i'm sure at this time you know and so like it's not crazy this is like not the first or the last time we hear of somebody getting picked up in a grocery store so yeah like i think that it's like and also to your point of being frustrated by like all these people you're regularly coming into contact with and just like not being interested in them like there's no other way how else do you meet people exactly no i think and that's why i'm like i just champion dorothy not only for like stepping out of her comfort zone of like, I think it's kind of nice yeah, when a man yeah. makes the first move <laughs> and all that shit, you know? But like, so that, that's like a different Dorothy than we've seen. And like, she's just like on this dude. And it's it's like the Jake episode, except she wins. Right. Blanche isn't there to like do the same shit. And yeah, it just felt like a real success story and her taking matters into her own hands, like controlling her own destiny, which is why, again, the sort of peter out 
yeah. at the end. It's not that she finds out he was cheating on her or married or like all the other storylines, you know, or lives somewhere else. Right. And it it cannot be. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. all these different things. Um, or Barry Glick being gay. I mean, right. you know, there's just a lot of different things. So it's just, um, it's frustrating. Yeah. And, and, and you know what I just thought of is that what is, what makes this one so complex is that Dorothy usually is more like you, like willing to just like have the conversation and deal with it. And like, logically it is much better and much less painful to just like rip off the bandaid and, and do it. But I think that what is so, um, sort of like another layer here is that the, your parents are you know, it's a different it's thing, a different and you're, you know, like your family and and those relationships. Like your mom can say something that would be totally innocent coming from someone else, but like if your mom says it, you'll be thinking about it for weeks and like, did I, you know, like what yeah. did I do or what? There is this this power dynamic of first of all parents and kids, and then also just like family relationships are super complex, and so like, what emotional duty do you have to your mother and like? how much of your emotion should you put to the side? You know, like, I just, right. I think it's so, it's so interesting because this would only really happen, I think, with Sophia for yeah. Dorothy, but you can easily see how and why it becomes so uh, burdensome for that's, her. That's true. That's true. And they do also specifically, this is why it's well-written, is, like, not only are they burdening Rose and Blanche with some other thing right. that, that occupies a lot of their time, yes. but... Uh, which is like such a dumb yeah, story, but we get, we, we'll talk about it in a minute. We get, we get some great lines from it, of course, but, um, but then also they really play up Sophia's sorrow. Yeah. Right? And it's like that, you know, she's been doing this for weeks and it's, it's kind of interesting. But what's also funny is that like when she's on the dates and she has that one line where it's like, it's, it, it can be read as like such a deliberate guilt trip where she's just like, I've been having so much fun with you guys, no. like right where, right where it is. I feel like she, it's 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 a bummer because like I feel like the in the power dynamic like she is fully like taking advantage yeah. of Dorothy and again the show is in a vacuum but like for every other fucking time right, she's, she's yelling like, at her for get a date yeah. you're just like come on man yeah. like this is important read and, the room and what, <laughs> yeah and what's really funny too is like I love the end where she goes like hey I got my own life to live adios yeah like, it's first of all a great line that it I should is. use more but two it's like that's a whole fucking point it's a man. lesson that's the whole point yeah. and it's it's um yeah it's it's really interesting but I I can they they balance it well yeah where it's not fully unbelievable that Dorothy woman who goes after what she wants types of thing would yeah. feel you know, really, it would have, like, a lot of reservation. Yeah, I think it's, like, a super her. complex thing. And yeah. I I do think that um, something you said about Sophia's sorrow was a really great point because it, you know, it is really sad. And it, like, it really scares me, first of all. And it's reminiscent. It's not obviously not as quite as bad. But I think that when you get to a certain age and you live in a city, your friends start to leave the city and you're like, no, not another one. Like every time I hear about somebody fucking living in the suburbs or whatever, uh -huh. I'm like, oh, cool. Can't wait to come to your house on 4th of July and never see you again. You know, it's, <laughs> right. but it is like, or you move to a new place or you like, whatever. There's a, a lot of circumstances. And I think that also it's very hard to make friends as an adult mm -hmm. unless you get lucky and you know, like you meet somebody organically, but it's like, really difficult to get over the hump of putting yourself out there for friendship. Like dating is, is I honestly think even a little bit easier because you don't really have to justify why you're there. <laughs> right. But like when you're looking for friends, it can be like, you can feel kind of 
silly and self-conscious about stuff that you shouldn't be. I don't know. I just think like that is really sad. I feel like all of her friends are leaving or dying or pink pinkily or whatever it is. <laughs> and that by itself is like, can be relatable to people who are, you know, not going through that exactly. But like, right. And it's like, hard. It's, it's so, and I also think to like today, particularly with like everybody moving to cities for jobs or like having to relocate. I mean, that's happening even more. Like yeah. to your point of moving in the suburbs, like that happens, yeah. especially priced out kids, whatever right. it is. But also like, sorry, like my partner got a job in right. Tulsa yeah. and Columbus and Omaha and Miami, whatever. And it's like, you're just like up and leave. I think it happens so much. People aren't in their same town yeah. forever anymore. And that's really tricky. But then on top of that, having the like, if I make new friends, they're going to die soon anyway. Because right, I'm that old. Yeah. Or like have Alzheimer's or yeah. will get Alzheimer's. Yeah. That's fucked up. Yeah. You know? And the whole reason her friends are moving is because they're old and right. are going to live with their kids. Yeah. Who have presumably moved away for said jobs. Right. Like I was yeah. saying, it's no, like, it's just like, it is just like. It's a lot. It's a very um, particular situation that I think is actually relatable on like a much bigger scale. Absolutely. And then also even when she's You just like, talked about, nail, you nailed why this show is so relatable. Yeah. You know, but it's like, it's not that easy to make new friends. And like, mm-hmm. it's really not. I, you know, I, I'm very sympathetic to people who move to new cities and are like, it's very hard, you know? So I can't imagine what it's like when you don't even have a job or like, oh, know. you know, normal avenues that younger people can take. Like, she doesn't really have those options. And That's so true. it's like, um, I don't love, one thing that I do think takes away from that scene I'll allow it, I guess. It's Rose, but when she's like, it's hard losing a best buddy. Ugh. Like, it's just like, come on, we're having a real conversation. This is about, like, people leaving and, like... I know, you know, I know. forging friendships in your 80s, like... Is it best that. buddy? Is that phrasing is what you That's take? what I wrote down. Okay. So I might... I mean, there might be some, like... <laughs> It's hard to say, but then Sophie's like, you're telling me. It's just a little elementary for something that I, I, I feel think like is right. so... Cool, like, so important to talk about and, like, really not covered very much yeah um i actually liked the you're telling me although i do think it felt a little cheap like yeah. your point is a little light only because she emotes it really well she does. and i think in a strange way she's very cute in her loneliness because she is very vulnerable yeah and we don't see that sophia very often and if we do see it it's really depressing like with phil's death and right. other things Oof. like that spoiler alert skip <laughs> But you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's it's rare to see her in, in a vulnerable state where she's not, like, full of sorrow. Right. Where That's it's like, true. oh, my God. So so it's almost like, like, yes, I'm sad for her, for sure. It's a very sad situation. But it's still, it's, like, borderline cute. In a yeah, way. no, it definitely is. And I also want to quickly plug the piece that you wrote about friendship being at the center yeah. of our life. And what if it was? And I think it, you know, I think we're moving into, obviously, romantic relationships are, are very important and, um, you know, key to families and socialization and things like that. But I do think friendships are becoming more sort of like societally appreciated in a way. And like, I I think that we went through this weird period of like, you know, you're friends with people on your street and that's it. And like, you don't like keep in touch with anybody that you've ever met. And now I think the age of the internet and also just like, I think the pandemic has probably contributed to it. and Ooh, Recognition have... of different family yeah, structures. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, the Golden Girls are a pioneer in this family, space, right? right? Chosen family, all of that, I no. think. So I do think we're moving in the right direction with that. Um, but I think there was a time, especially like 
you know, in this country where we're really like, yeah, friends are nice, but you don't really need them. But you do need them. Well, not even just not need them, but it's just like they shouldn't be a priority. Right. And I think that that's part of like the really fucked up messaging that yeah. I've always grappled with. Yeah. And we've talked about on this podcast before. It's like when I was younger and friends were like pairing off in romantic right. couples and I'm like, so what happens? Yeah, like, you get, we're all friends you, here. I, right? I, you <laughs> I get know. hitched and that's it. So, Well, I want to call attention to the fact that we're experiencing the exact same storm we were experiencing know, last week. This so if you like, hear you thunder, know. yeah, don't get worried. Start a shoveling. Yeah, exactly. Grab Blanche's beach towel that she got her... Son Skippy home from How good is our microphone? Is it picking up the rain or what? <laughs> you tell us, listeners. Where's the towel you brought Skippy home and I need to sop up a leak. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, my God. Uh, anyway. So, yeah, I think there... <laughs> let's, talk, let's talk about the B story. Okay. Um, oh, this is a great country. <laughs> I, <laughs> I... I think what's funny is that it's it's a it's a very forgettable B story. Yeah. You're like, I don't even remember the framing of like the fashion show, whatever, and it's just some some hilarious running for local office type of yeah. thing. But local um, office is generous there, but I you Okay, know, like, yes. Well I mean they make the joke they about it. They do, the but they act like it's like a very serious. BF deal. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know. But what what I love about it is that of course I remember this is the same thing that happens with classic scenes and things like we were talking about the last episode with golden moments like what makes a scene or an exchange really stand out and I would call this probably an exchange of the mm. chain or the pearls and oh, I think it's right. so funny because I love this but only because of like the retort yeah. that B Arthur has and we've talked about this so many times before and this is a problem for the show's writing in general, it was a problem for the show back then because that's why B. Arthur left yeah. of like all of this constant physical mocking and like looks mocking. But that being said, it's, it, <laughs> it's so biting. It's got a ridiculous banter between Rose and Blanche, a great retort by Dorothy. And then also a nice quick comeback at the end with Blanche is like, but what are you going to hang? Yeah. <laughs> There's two, and there's two shots from Dorothy, too. Spray painting it on her hand. That's course, true. And then, like, the two ugly to live is, That's like... That's true. She does get it. And it is, like... I don't know if I have felt this way before about that scene, or which is because of, like, this and the way that we... But it, I kind of felt it, found it to be hard to watch a Interesting. little bit. Interesting. It was really funny, but it is, like... Ugh. You know, no, it's like, a you lot. Those, like, it's too much. stories of, like, hazing, of, like clubs or like sororities or whatever where they like circle all the like imperfect spots on your oh, body God, so remember really? that that was like a it was like during I feel like like the 2000s is when hazing really peaked <laughs> and I remember like news stories about like you know they would be drinking to excess which was largely like the boys but the girls would do like psychological torture and they would literally like yeah point out with a marker all the places on your body oh that my god work. and so I just feel like that like one 2020 episode has been like burned into my brain and I just kept thinking of it and I was like oh my god this is so I mean that that's mean. very it's fair because so, it's like, so mean it's horrific yeah it's ridiculous Ugh. and I think if I think of that scene as a in totality I think of Dorothy's retort yeah but you're right like the actual like lines are really horrific yeah and it, it is like it is funny and and Calling it hard to watch is maybe a little bit of a, an exaggeration, but I was like, oh, I used oh, to just think this was funny, and yes. now it's like, oh, yeah. I know when the Arthur left because of that, you know. And it's no, like, I know. It's really wrapped up in, like, real life. But, yeah. But that's where it's like, I'm, I'm just at least celebrating her being able to just be, like, snap back at them. Yeah. And at least they wrote it like that, because um, the show wouldn't last <laughs> as it has. Exactly. I do want to say another thing about the Blanche and Rose thing <laughs> is, like, Rose is, like, doing all this work for Blanche, and Blanche is, like, just jumping it onto her and whatever. 
that is what campaign managers do. I feel like there has been some, like, dialogue about that in recent uh, local elections, especially of, like, oh, my campaign, you know, it's, I was tasked to do everything for this person. It's like, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, that's what you're signing up for. So I just want to, like, clear the air. And Let's honestly, that it's fine there. to be like, I want to run against you, but that's what you're going to do. You're going to manage this person. <laughs> totally. It's really hilarious. Also, like... I don't know. I mean, Blanche, I feel like they could have twisted it a little bit better of like Rose being like, I should just run because I know about fashion. Right. And I'm just like, I'm not saying Blanche knows about fashion, but it just didn't really fit no, very it well. Definitely I'm like, does. I'm totally on Blanche's side here. Yeah. I know. And it is funny because it is such a throwaway B story, but I feel like I frequently am like, oh, chairman of the Tinkerbells. You know, like it comes up, yes. it comes up on social media a lot. It comes up yeah, like yeah. when I'm recalling it. So that's interesting because like, a, a it's great... so not a. It's like barely a plot point. No, of course. Absolutely. But what is another part uh, that's amazing from the exchange is the, who are you going to sleep with? Yeah. And like, like Rose finally just, (laughs) (laughs) Rose totally gets this, like, she like brushes her shoulders off, right? Because it's like, it goes back to all of those exchanges about, you know, Blanche not getting Lady Macbeth, you know, from Mr. William Shakespeare's (laughs) Masterpiece Macbeth. And, you know, the, the lead part in Sound of Music, all that kind of stuff, right? Um, but, like, you know, Rose is, like, it, it's kind of a build across episodes where she doesn't really realize that, like, she sleeps with these guys to get parts. And then she makes the joke about the director being gay. And now she's, like, it's all women. I yeah. mean, it's almost like Rose is, like, figuring it out. Yeah, it's she's solving awesome. the puzzle. <laughs> exactly. But it's great because she figures it out, but then she also gets, to like, a dig in. Yeah. Which is really cool. So, all women. <laughs> so good and when Rue is like filing her nails during that and yes. just like kind of looks up and he's like oh uh, who am I gonna sleep with you know physical like, physical comedy so there. smart it's, it's perfect it's so good um so yeah, back to you know back to Raymond being understanding and and just the, the sadness of like this not working out I love 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 the romance scene that they get where mm. he's like I shouldn't have done that either and she goes yes you should do it again they it's have just, so much chemistry I know it's so <laughs> God. Well, I wish your like cute I... little face just came across in, in the the uh, visual. Like palpable, yeah. The sexual chemistry between these. Two. No, it's it's lovely. It's really really good, and it's uh, it's just it's so cute. And I, you know, I think when, when they're talking with her, and you know, like how are you gonna handle it? She's like, handle it. I can't even get close to it. Yeah, it's such a good wow. Joke. I, I know it's such a good. It's delivered so well. It's delivered like so over the top. So like, easy to a, miss. Yeah, and, like, it is, I, I, and I don't know, I keep running into this of, like, she sends her out to a drugstore. I just feel like there are, you know, there, it is reasonable for her to be, like, honestly, I don't know how candid she can be with Sophia, but to be, like, we're just gonna have, like, a romantic night out. We yeah. all get what that means. You know, like. That's my point. So, I, like, ca- I know, I come yeah. back and forth to it, but, again, like, that also, I think, requires some willingness to be vulnerable and talk about you know like sexual like acknowledge the existence of sex with you with your parents and I think that it's not always as easy as right you know I mean but at this point in the show I feel like those characters they have, have been right. established like we literally just had a clip show talking about how much they talk about sex right and then also like <laughs> she tells a story when she was conceived so I, I mean know, yeah I like, to be fair right yeah. it's like yeah so and that's where it kind of trips me up later because it, it it stretches so long where yeah. you're like come on man like yeah. let's do it and also Sophia's behaving poorly like she yeah. when she is at the French restaurant and she's like first of all the Charles de Gaulle thing is so good and then she's like 
like, yeah, I could have been the first lady of France. I love that so much. Um, but at the very beginning, she kind of like leans in to tell Raymond. She's like, you're going to want to hear this. Totally. Um, but Sophia has this habit. I think Thomas West talked about it when he was on our podcast, but he also has written about it. It's like Sophia's habit of inserting herself into big world historical events. Moments. I love that so much. It's I such know. a great, like, thing that they do over and over um but in this charles de gaulle one though because she she quote unquote mishears yeah. or misspeaks it's the same thing of like we've the all these hilarious scenes like that we've talked about our all of our older relatives do where she's like so any mail yeah you know? <laughs> you're like oh my god it's charles like, the mole idiot like <laughs> It's I all love, so, I love that. so good, yeah. And, like, you, like just the whole restaurant scene, I think, is really good. Like, first of all, Sophia's very underdressed, considering what Dorothy <laughs> and Raymond are wearing. And also Raymond being, like, a bottle of scotch. Yeah. and then like, and a, a bottle, bottle of gin. I love that so much. Like, we've all been there. <laughs> we're going to have to get through the whole How about dinner. some coffee? I didn't steal any. Yeah. <laughs> the rolls were the best I ever tasted. Want one? <laughs> <laughs> but it's really, I mean... Again, I think it's nice that we see like a dude character is being reasonable. Yeah, and he's being really he's understanding. He's being extremely understanding. But also, and, he's like, super annoyed, which, like, fair. She was being obnoxious. Yeah. Like, it's, like, very true. And he's also at the end of his rope. He wants to yeah. fucking bang this yeah. lady already. Come no, on. Thank you, Sophia. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. You know, are you willing to spit in each other's hand and rub on it? And also, when he's like, when he's talking to Dorothy and he's trying to be understanding, but then he's like, have you ever considered having her put away? It's like, yeah. Like, you know, it's so, oh, like, he really, I think that that's also really um, well done by both the actor and the writing. It's like, yes. you have to make Raymond likable enough, but not willing to do this for too long. Yeah. And also, like, a catch, because it has to be, there yeah. needs to be conflict. And I think they do such, like, he really just, like, hits the mark. Yes, for absolutely. For who this guy should be. Absolutely. And he also, like, when, in the earlier scene where he realizes she's coming along, he does, like, a great job of, like, he, he almost swallows how disappointed yeah. he is, but also is like, oh, Sophia, you know, like, yeah. and he does exactly what you're supposed to do in that situation. He did a really good job. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I just, uh, it is... <laughs> <laughs> it's just such a bummer that it doesn't pay off at the it's end. So but again, he, you know, he's like, I'll call you in a couple weeks. Yeah. Like, whatever. It, yeah. it obviously doesn't work out, but it's yeah. okay. Uh, but I also, um, <laughs> when when that whole scene unfolds where the first they're talking about the difficulty and then, you know, Sophia's packing in her room to go to play. <laughs> it's so silly. Um, I love the St. Olaf story. And Dorothy's yeah. like, she certainly so did. Yeah. Thank Lovely you for woman. pointing that out. <laughs> Help me out here, Blanche. Yeah, so good. <laughs> and the comic strip. So I, somewhere on Reddit, uh, I actually was like looking up uh, a little bit about this episode and somebody actually said, did anyone ever draw the comic they strip? They should. So, hey, I'm, I'm calling on you. Yeah, uh, Wicker Wicker <laughs> Good Memes. Because yeah. that's, you, that's your next uh, your next gambit. Although, you, you know, there's a few panels missing that yeah. you'll have to make, make you gotta sense. You got to do all 16. All 16, but... Uh, the amazing, and again, talked about it before, I love a good callback. Yeah. But the amazing, <laughs> why was your face pressed against the crack? That's what that crowd oh, said! I mean, real. And then get out! Yeah. It's such an amazing exchange it's and plays so on all of their strengths. So good. And bro, when Betty White's telling the story and she's like, well, Sonia tells her mother and her mother understands. And it's like, <laughs> she's so mad. You're gonna, like, ugh. and then, you know, 
They're having the internal conflict of whether or not they should ask or whatever. And she's like, I knew you'd beg to hear it. Like, you're never going to be able to get through it. Like, uh, oh, my God. And also just, like, the fact that she intends to describe all 16 panels in detail. Yes. She, unbelievable. I mean, and you don't even know where she's going with it at first, where she's, like, in big block letters. And yeah. Like, oh, 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 you're literally describing the first right. panel where it just introduces what the name of the strip is. Oh, my God. That's not how to do a summary. It also made me, like, very nostalgic for uh, reading comics in the yeah. paper. Yeah. Which, of course, I never Part do. Part 3G. Yeah. <laughs> Later, the same day. <laughs> oh, Marmaduke. Uh, but, yeah, so... So then heading into Sophia's bedroom, like, I, I wouldn't have believed her either. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they're playing it this way for the dramatic effect, but it's also, like, she's doing the when Sophia's going to move out thing where she's like, I'll do that. Yeah. That's interesting really that dramatic. you say she wouldn't have believed her because I'm, like, at some point... You would have used it as an excuse? I, well, I wouldn't have used it as an excuse, but I would have been like, oh, maybe she really... Like, she is packing... I, like, you know, I feel like initially you're like, all right, you're not really whatever, but you're packing. Okay. Like, if this is what you're saying, like, I will, I feel like in my, I have a, Dorothy is so stubborn and, like, hard-headed in a, in a nice way. Like, she really doesn't believe that Sophia has had these new friends. She doesn't believe it. And Sophia is being, like, I don't know, a little, like, you could... That's what I'm saying. She's she has an aff- an affect to right, her that she doesn't usually she, have, but that she's done before. Right, that's true. To like not be, you know, like again, like I said, the I'll do that when Gloria is like trying to get her to move right. in with her, and it's this whole dramatic thing. And I'd be like, my fucking guilt trip mother is the one that's getting me in this mess in the first yeah. place, and now she's mind gaming me. But I think that is where <laughs> I would. I think that is what would turn me. I'd be like, all right, well, fine. You I have mean, fun. It's a perfect excuse, right? Yeah, yeah, I think yeah exactly. Would, I think if that is what would frustrate me, like, or like that is what would bring me to the point of like, you're like, I'm so horny, I just need. Or to just, just like enough, like fine, <laughs> you want to go, you go to Cancun, totally. like you know, like I and I feel like Dorothy really tries and like that's true. There's like a savior martyr thing going on. So that is interesting because I was going to ask about that. So the savior martyr thing and like I feel like a psychologist might look at this episode and Dorothy's behavior and saying like do you have something that is making you not want to actually be with Raymond? Are you right. using mm. this as a really convenient excuse? Like how much of it is true guilt trip and like feeling like you want to take care of your mother who's grieving and how much of it is that you're just going to use her as the excuse for everything? It's definitely something. I mean, right? And it's like, you know, like so I also appreciate that Raymond, like, he, the line that they give him where he's like, you're an amazing, you know, daughter, but yeah. you're a really, like, you're a bad girlfriend. Yeah. Is, like, it's perfect because he's, he's not, like, he's giving his honest criticism. He's, like, being honest with her. But he's not, like, knocking her down a peg. Like, just fucking no. forget about your mother. Like, he says put her in a home, but it's played for last because Dorothy yeah. also says that too. But he's not denying that she is actually making a choice of her over him. Right. And he's just like, you've made the choice already. Yeah. That's okay, but it's not compatible with what I want. Right. And it was like such, it's such an, like, an emotion, like a, an adult exchange of emotion and like yeah. how things should go. But that's why I'm kind of like, mm, I don't know, like maybe there's something that like Dorothy's trying to avoid. That's an interesting, and, and also or She doesn't maybe believe if... she actually could be happy. Yeah. That's a real, whew, somebody just got red. <laughs> Um, it's also interesting because I feel like in addition or maybe 
a little bit different from that is maybe she just feels guilty being happy while Sophia's not. And so, like... That's very true. If it's not about Raymond, it's just about sabotaging the thing that's making her happy and, like, being so unwilling to even, like... Because I think the other thing that we're sort of kind of dancing around is, like, there is a middle ground here. Like, she doesn't need to be like, Sophia, you can't come up with this any time. First of all, she could sneak out after Sophia's not there. Like, there are... You know, there's mechanisms. Yeah, there's some like <laughs> not just ways. the uh, the farms. And then there's also just like, oh, why don't you go like, yeah, like go with Rose and Blanche or like, or just be like, uh, we're going to an event at Raymond's. You know, like, there are lies she could have told to like get around it. It's true, but yeah, maybe it's like self sabotage. Yeah, I mean, I, honestly, and I think that is also part of the trick of what we were talking about earlier of like, hey, I got my own life of like elder care yeah. and just responsibilities. I feel like you could flip this too with a parent refusing to actually like be happy or experience joy in their life in any regard yeah. until everything is okay. Actually what, what this made me think of was uh, on Arrested Development where, I mean, it's not, it's not a deep moment that they share, but it's like Michael, um, there's an episode where like everyone's like, why don't you date someone? Like it's been years since your wife died. And he's like, I'm just going to get my son through oh, high school, yeah. you know? And Job's like, so he's not going to get anyone you in yeah. high school. And you didn't get anyone he was in high school, you know, all this other stuff. But it's sort of like this, this other, like, I have to compartmentalize things yeah. where it's like, first it's not me. And then it's my kid and a lot of, or my mom or yeah, whatever it is. A good way to avoid the problem. Yes. And I, and again, Friendships are so important. There's all sorts of different pieces that are really key uh, to life and relationships where you should make sacrifices, but not to the degree of like, oh my God, I've wanted this forever. And this is like an amazing opportunity and I'm just going to let it dissolve. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Yeah. And I think like your point about Raymond is also really interesting because it reminds me of what we were, I think what we said about Glenn O'Brien is like, you have to choose yourself. And so like, if it's not right for you... You don't need to wait around. That's for true. It, you know, so that's like, true. Go for Raymond. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, I hope he's having a great time. Also, the horse statue. Drink. Oh my God. Back. Right. I yeah. know. It is the prop. It is. <laughs> um, also, that BH Fifi Boger. Fifi Boger. Oh my God. Of course, her name is Fifi. I know. Holy shit. Also, uh, let's take a moment since it's a fashion episode mm-hmm. to one call back to like, I don't know, it's like the 700th layer of paint on those circle earrings, right? They're a gunmetal in this episode. Also paired with the most amazing outfit that I forgot Dorothy owned, which was some sort of like triangle green and pink and cream, Mm. like, you know, she's got triangle earrings on that scene too, and then it's like all sorts of like cut leather. (laughs) I don't know what's going on. The shapes are out of control. And it all has this like 80s sheen to it, you know? It's amazing. Sophia's dress also, when she's leaving to go to Cancun, is like animal prints and bright yeah. color. It's very not typical, but I love it. Absolutely. Like, it fits so really great. well with yeah. her, her vacation look, yes, right? Yes, it does. And then Raymond's Windbreaker. Yeah. Let's talk about that. I mean, it looks like it's like the lapels on Dick Tracy's coat or like April O'Neil from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Like, it's so <laughs> great. Also, just the, the concept of a windbreaker is yeah. like the most 80s, 90s. The general thing. golfing outfits are like... Yes, yeah. You know, Can I them. borrow your one golf glove? <laughs> just yeah. Just a single glove. <laughs> 
So yeah, but I think fly trap. Yeah, I think it's like it, it's it kind of you know it makes it fun. There's also when they have just calling back to the mopey scene in the bedroom when she's packing. There's some sort of inflatable thing there oh. for like like a tube to take with you. I don't know why it's already oh, blown up. Oh, interesting. <laughs> but it's like. It's like set dressing on packing to go yeah. to the beach, you know? It's hilarious. It is. I, I am like, okay, it feels like it would be a bigger deal that Sophia's going to Cancun when, you know, like she's she's going to Mexico. I just want to be clear with people Dorothy's never met, never heard of. Totally. Nobody's want to ask questions. Not but, at all. You know what? A guy, Duncan, whose go, teeth Sophia. are really wild. I know, but what a cute guy. Oh, he's so cute. Yeah. He also is an example of like an extra that got lines because he's know. really good, good at for it. him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good job, Duncan. It's really, really the hilarious. But yeah, it's, um, as always, you know, I, I go into an episode and I'm just like, oh, this one makes me sad a little bit. And then I just have a fucking wild time. I know. So That's great. so great. It's a good one. And so much to, you know, to unpack. Yeah, there's a lot of psychological stuff in this one. <laughs> what do you think? Is that it? Yeah. All right. Well, we're wrapped up here. Join us next time. We're going to discuss amassing $45,000 in savings working as an assistant cook at a chowder house in Bayonne, New Jersey. <laughs> Take You're familiar. care. I'm familiar. Take care. <laughs>